0: to, okay, all right, I'd like to thank um, Pastor Kingsley for inviting me, it's, it is um, very easy to preach in this church, you know, it's very easy, all right, and that's because of the foundation that has been laid in the church, it makes it very easy, all right, to function and to flow, all right. Like I said, on the mainland, uh, many people don't know this. Uh, he's the first, uh, when I say minister now, all right, in terms of people I didn't know in school, that's our circle. Uh, he's the first minister in this country that I developed a relationship with. All right? And I must say this again. It's just that when we were inside, he we was sharing about forgiveness, but. I didn't. I he. I, I, I don't find the strain of competition in him, a bone of any form of. I mean, he has a very good heart. All right. So when we were sharing that God taught him about forgiveness, ah, why are you forgive me. That? Yeah, right. He's a he's a very good man. Very very good man. Amen. All right. Um. I'll start today, um, when I was on the mainland, I used the scripture, let me use Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think according to his power that works on the inside of us. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to his power. So anytime we offer our prayers unto God, God is said to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or what we think, but it is in accordance with his power that works on the inside. That power is the person of the Holy Spirit, for you will be endured with power from on high after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So it's through the workings of the Spirit of God in our heart. So if we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, after we pray, we cooperate and stay in communion with him and allow him to guide us, to teach us, to lead us, the result is that God will do exceeding abundant above what we have asked or thought. Now, I'll start out from Psalm 106, verse 15, and verse 16. I just want to share a side here. It says, so he gave them what they asked for. All right? Nah, I use King James. I'm old school. All right? Now, I want to share something. He gave them, what, they gave them their request... But in their soul, he sent a leanness into their soul. And then the next verse, because there was that leanness there, they envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. So it's like, I'm just using an example. A person prays for something, let's say for a job. And then they get to that job, but still, there is leanness in their soul. Uh, they are not satisfied, neither are they fulfilled by it. Oh, get a car. And because of that leanness in their soul and sense of emptiness, uh, they see somebody else, as Moses and Aaron now, who are doing certain things and things are going on in their own lives and envy begins to come. Uh, and jealousy begins to arise on the inside. Now, the reason that happens is because even though they made their request known and got it, all right, they didn't wait upon God uh, to know what really was on God's heart and mind concerning that particular situation. Where what he has, so there's that emptiness that is found there. Where what he has really exceeds in abundant measure that which they are asking for. So, look at this, what's the approach we shall take. And I want to build on some steps here. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25. It talks about the liberal soul. Now, their soul was lean. The liberal soul shall be made fat. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. In other words, that soul was liberal when it was still lean. It didn't have, but it was generous. The word liberal means generous. A generous soul shall be made fat. And it says, He that waters, shall be watered also. Sons that are with principles here of the kingdom of faith. That when you have issues that you want to talk to God about, or you want to pray to God about, before you start, there's a principle you have for God to be able to do exceeding abundantly in your life, according to his power working in you. Uh, The first thing God really wants to nudge you into is that even though you have your own need in your life, he wants you to start looking out first. This is the first step in authentic prayer. Looking out first, all right, to other people there, looking out how you can help them in their own time of need. Uh, Jesus said it this way in Luke chapter 12 and verse 29. He said, all right, Seek ye not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be of doubtful mind. Next verse he says, For all those things the nations of the world seek after. And your heavenly father knoweth you have need of these things. But he said, do it this way. Seek ye first. Rather, the kingdom of God. And he says, all these things shall be added unto you. So we can say that those people got what they wanted, but it was without the kingdom. Moses and Aaron had the kingdom. And that's why they envied Moses and Aaron. Because they had that at the same time, they had, all right, the kingdom. Okay, uh, you have on the outside, but you also have the kingdom. Uh, and, and there's something called the kingdom that God gave. So, he goes on and says, it is your father's good pleasure. Next verse there. All right. For, fear not, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, he now goes on and says, you get the kingdom and then all these things will be added. So, let's see how you're going to get this kingdom here. The next verse, he goes and says, Sell from what you have. That's what that means. And give alms. And by doing that, you are providing yourselves bags that wax not old. A treasure in the heavens that cannot fail. This is a system that cannot fail. A treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approacheth, where no moth corrupteth here. So it says you start out to get into this kingdom here. When we are in need and want things there, first thing we're thinking about is just ourselves. And we're praying to God. God says, look, the method of the kingdom, the kingdom of God is as if, not God, the kingdom of God is as if a man will cast seed into the ground. The kingdom starts by a person there operating in the kingdom, casting seed into the ground. If you're going to have a kingdom manifestation, all right, and then with that, all those other things are added right onto you, this is the approach that that person has. So you come into a place where... There's some need in your life there. And then people get self-centered and saying, you know, people should give, and people should I'm looking, and all of that, Say, start out by you now uh, helping other people. Taking from what you already have and, and begin. Uh, for, for I mean, let me, let me give an example here. For Peter, he got fish, but with it, he got the kingdom. A fisherman could not compare himself with Peter again. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, he had an encounter where he had a need. Now, if Peter just caught fish there, and it was, his real calling in life was to be an apostle, he would have been selling fish, making money, but there would be something empty. And when he sees somebody operating the apostolic ministry, something will be standing on the inside of him. There will be envy, there will be jealousy. And we have many people who are blessed but empty. Who have external things on the outside, but there's emptiness. All right? Who, who, and that's why you find, you, you just hear that a successful person is doing something, I, I don't want to talk about it, but you just do something, like, or, or maybe they, you hear that they commit suicide. I wonder what's going on. It's an emptiness. It's leanness inside the soul. It is, it's the soul there that is lean. All right? That is small. I have seen successful people Intimidated by people that have less than them. Are you for what I'm saying here? That is, you can have a big, massive church. You invite a young preacher to preach. You hear him. You're intimidated. You feel threatened. That listen, this one has a big church. He may take my members. That means you don't know the kingdom. Are you for what I'm saying here? Something is absent. Now, you look big, you look all of that, but there's there's an emptiness that is there. And he says there's a method to this. That's why when Peter came, Jesus went to Peter, the first thing he said to Peter is lend me your boat. It starts with generosity. He said lend me your boat. Push me a little bit. When he went to meet the woman by the well, the first thing he said was give me to drink. In other words, open this principle here. When the prophet, everybody, went to meet the woman, the first thing he said there, he said, what do you have in your house? In other words, you can say, I don't have anything. And that's what she was saying. said, there is something. He said, what's it? it what he said, that's it. When they said they wanted going to multiply, and he began to multiply the oil, he said, go and look for empty vessels you can pour into. What do you have? Look for empty vessels there. That's how it starts that you can point to, and it's not necessarily money. You have, I mean, Jesus said, "When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink." He went on and says, "When I was in prison, you visited me, visitation." Going to see somebody that is down, all right? Do it, I mean, visitation doesn't cause everything. We always just think of materialize everything, all right? He says, "You visited me when I was sick." He said, "You do that." There is money you may be, you know. I tell people this that giving is some a place where you need the wisdom of God. All right? Because let me give you here. If I have two million naira, and I have every, let's just say every quarter, I have disposable income of two million naira. God looks at it and looks at, let's say, ten brilliant school children whose parents cannot pay their school fees and may drop out of school. That 2 million naira can help those people go through school, become all right solid people in society that will contribute. He wants me in his heart to be sponsoring those 10. I'm, I'm just, I just have 2 million They're there. And when one person walks up to me and says, you know, I, 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 I have just moved into this apartment and um, I couldn't pay rent and I need um, uh, 4 million naira. If I give that person, I will tell this person, if I give you that 4000000 naira, million, I've denied some people education. Do you get what I'm saying here? That means I gave because of your own play. You wanted to have a flat screen. But meanwhile, there are people, so giving is a deep thing. And it's something that you pray to God, show me what I have and who to give it to. Are you following what I'm saying here? This is the beginning of the kingdom. I was telling Pastor Wenwang, I said, I heard Dr. Olesenstrom I'll say it's one of the most powerful messages I heard on faith. He said, "He said I have never met a faith giant that wasn't a giver. He said, I haven't. He said, then I understood the order of faith. That when you look at Hebrews 11, and he begins to talk of all of it, it, says, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. He said, faith, all right, the expression of faith you have given. He said after that, they talked about someone who walked with God. He was taken. Then you get into walking with God. Then he says the next thing is he build an ark. Then you go into service of God. Then in the last one, Abraham, you talk about possessing. He it says it's an order. So it always starts there with giving. Let's look at this, okay? Because I'm going to start with it. It goes on and says in Matthew chapter 25. This is when they go to heaven, and verse 33. Jesus puts the sheep. All right, on the right hand side, the goat on the left hand. So he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Now to God long, so just go on. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. That's the sheep. Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of this world. How did they get there? Next, for when I was hungry, you gave me meat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. In other words, to inherit that kingdom starts with giving. Are you following saying? Starts with giving. Don't play with a person who helps other people. The first person that God notched in scripture about the Holy Ghost being poured upon the Gentiles was a Roman centurion. And what did he say? Thy prayers and thy arms have come as a word memorial unto him. When we talk about kingdom, it means what God has planned for you from the foundation of this world you don't know about. It means that, for example, you can be here and say, God, I need a car. I'm it saying it's here. And God wants to do exceeding abundantly above. He says, Listen, I will manifest the kingdom. Which means, when I manifest the kingdom, what I've planned from the foundation of this world for you is at this particular point in time. Right? You should be walking, let's just say this, out of, let's just say, Johannesburg. All right? And your office is there you should have an office. That's what I have planned. Which means if that plan comes to pass with it you have car. but that car is not the big deal again. is what you are doing. Are you following what I'm saying? It's one thing to be married and, and you are pushing the marriage. It's another thing to be married and by reason you, you know kingdom. But let's leave that. Alright? So, How then does that? So God says, give, then come to meet me in prayer. Now, Isaiah 55 verse 1. It says this, Isaiah 55 verse 1. All right, then you come to me in prayer. Oh, everyone that thirsted, come to the waters. You that have no money, come and buy and eat. Yeah, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. He's saying something. Wherefore do you spend money on that which is not bread? So you are spending money, it says, but it is not the real thing. And you labor for that which satisfieth not. He says, hearken diligently unto me. Eat that which is good, and your soul will delight itself in what? Fatness. So, it says, the liberal soul shall be made fat. The way it's going to be made fat now is that, you are, all right, at this kingdom, you are giving, you are helping people. You are not self-centered. But then you go to God in prayer, and God says, fine. What I'm now going to do is pour forth, all right? And I want your soul, which means hecking diligently. Uh, God opens your ears. Uh, you begin to see things in scriptures there. And I start eating the word of God. And it starts showing you things in the scriptures that you hadn't even seen before. And after some time, all right, your soul now begins to get fattened. You start getting satisfied by your time spent feeding on that word. You are getting satisfied within, all right, yourself as a person. And then it goes on. It says in verse 4, it says this. All right? It says, so your soul begins to get far. Behold, I've given you as a witness to the people, a leader and commander. Verse verse 5. It says, You will call a nation you know not. And nations that knew thee not shall come unto thee. So you'll sit down there, all right? Giving, helping. Uh, Someone says, Well, I I, I don't have a job. Uh, And I'm praying for a job. God says, All right, this is the way you do it here. Okay. He says, I will show you first where you can be of use to them. That's how I started. So you're walking on the road, you see someone, yeah, there's a school here, I can go and teach in this school for free. you start teaching there, all right, for free. And then when you start doing that, God says, all right, you are not praying. He says, sit down with the word, you start seeing things in scriptures you have never seen before. Your soul begins, even before any manifestation, all right, the fatness of God's word begins to come. Then it says, you now begin to call a nation from the word there. And again, this that you are seeing, you just say, look, there is something out there. You start calling it forth into your life. And what begins to happen is that stuff, all right, begins to move around. So, I'll get to this. Let me just go back again. So when we go to God in prayer and I don't talk about this fatness of the soul and speaking things forth from the place of fatness. So first open up your life don't be self-centered. All right, be a, have a generous spirit. Understand that helping other people there even when you are in need. The church there Paul said in Corinthians he said you're out of your deep affliction. and and poverty your own need and affliction he said that you abounded in all generosity that you took it upon yourself not that we asked you he said to give towards the saints that were in jerusalem and then he went on and says god will cause all grace to abound towards you that's you when you are in your own need deep poverty he said this in great trial of affliction all right let's go back here great trial they were in affliction there all right and, and uh, it says greater of abundance of joy and their deep poverty abounded to the riches of their liberality it says i bear you people record here that to their power I bear record yea, beyond their power willing of themselves which means they had own, but they said look uh, we can help some people are, are in a worse condition than us uh, are you following what I'm saying here uh, you may say things about but there's people across even here, if you cross here and like here, you see people that are in terrible condition. He said, that's what you are reaching out for. Then when you are like that, you go to God, you start praying, God begins to open up. Uh, and that's why Colinius could begin to hear things. And, and you begin to see things in his word. So in, in Philippians, it says, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Uh, you make your request known unto God. By prayer, it says, be anxious for nothing. Anxiety there. But by prayer and supplication with things, make your request known unto God. Now, what's the effect of it? And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In other words, what he's saying is, when you come to pray, you are anxious about certain things. Which means, in your mind, there's anxiety about things. You are thinking, you are worried. When God answers the prayer, the purpose of prayer and the answer to prayer is to exchange the thoughts that are in your mind. To take away the anxiety and replace it with a peace that passes all understanding. Are you following what I'm saying there? Yeah. What God does in that transaction is not forced on the outside. What he does is that he says, when you pray and you are sure, he will change it. And your thoughts now are the peace of God that pass all understanding will mount God upon your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So it's an exchange of thoughts on the inside. Yesterday, when I was meditating on this, let me just read out something I wrote. I, I wrote this here. Let me just read it out here. Uh, and this is what God wants. And this is what we say, your soul becomes fat. I put it out here. And I said, by prayer, God moves you from anxiety to peace. This means he moves you from meditating on a bad and negative outcome to a favorable one. God replaces the thoughts being suggested from the environment, all right? to you, and replaces it with very very favorable ones. The change in your mindset, the exercise of the mind in focusing on the positive when negative things are being suggested to you is this light affliction of looking at the unseen instead of the seen. The repeated practice of this is what makes a person who was once failing emerged suddenly as being successful. So, when you go to God in prayer, hear what he says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He says this For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He says, Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you the expected end. In other words, I will give you thoughts, and from those thoughts, the expected end will come. Uh, you understand it? It says, I will give you, it says, when you come to pray. The next verse says, so when you seek for me, then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Verse 13, it says, and you shall seek me and find me when you search with all of your heart. So when you are praying there to God, God says, look, um, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to start sending my thoughts here into you. And those thoughts are thoughts there. So don't look on the outside uh, to see whether... On the outside, this is how that power works to pray. On the outside where that things have changed or improved, you go to God and God begins to send his thoughts. And it's those thoughts that are going to give you the expected end. So what does he want us to do with the thoughts that he's sending in answer to prayer? That's what he says, come and drink. He said, why are you spending money? You know, one time in ministry, we were doing something. God said, it's too expensive. He said, if something is too expensive, I didn't send you. He said, listen, you don't get, he said, you don't solve problems with cash. You solve problems with instruction. He said, in diligently unto me. He said, listen to what I'm saying. He said, you labor and labor. He said, you're not listening. Right? So you you him, and he says this, to hear me, he says, I want to open, so that's what you should be looking for. I, I said, how, how do I hear from you? He says, look, I'll begin to give you instruction." That's why Jesus, when, when he was over, he said, we want to feed the multitude. They said, ah, uh, let, let them depart. He said, they need not depart. They are brilliant ideas, but they are God sent ideas. Uh, uh, when, when he was getting better, he says, listen, he says, I, I will not do that which is good or evil, except it is the commandment of God. In other words, there are things that are good, but it's not God's instruction. And you are eating from the tree of the knowledge, which means they are brilliant. And what really stops us from divine ideas are very brilliant ideas. <laughs> are you following with i saying? Yeah. Listen, once I sat down with Pastor Adepo, he said, I started with him, he said, I want to ask some questions of ministry. He said, ask. I said, who is likely to fail? He said the most intelligent. Because that person is likely to want to use their mind instead of hearing. Because you are used to being brilliant. You are used to being sharp. Alright? And so you want to use that. But you don't, you're all right, you don't hear from him. So it says that you will begin. Listen, when those thoughts begin to drop into your soul, you will delight yourself in the discovery of those thoughts before manifestation. Are you following me? Today? You will delight. I'm not sure how to say. You will delight yourself in the discovery. The fatness will begin to come in. So he says, when you pray, I will begin to send these thoughts. Follow through on these thoughts. So one person said, we need this amount of money to do it. Two hundred pennies. Said you don't need money. He said, let people depart. He said they don't need to depart. Which way? He said, go into the crowd go and find out what they have. The solution, all right, is always there. So how do we get these thoughts of God that he wants to give? Uh, the scriptures, the Bible, all right, the word of God, it says in the beginning was the word the of God, and there was nothing that was made in John one. 1. That word there, the logos, is the summation of God's thoughts. And so the logos there, the Bible there, all right, contains all of the thoughts of God. However, those thoughts there in the Bible are sealed. You see, the Bible is a sealed book. In other words, if you just pick it up, you don't know that it's sealed. You may not find those thoughts inside the Word because it's sealed. So the Bible, the scriptures have to be unsealed. And when we see in Revelation chapter 5, uh, uh, someone was weeping, he says, weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to do what? Open the book. Anything and everything you go through in life, there's something written about it. There's nothing you are going through now that there's no scripture that describes it and tells you the outcome of that particular thing. It's inside the Bible. The only reason why you may not see it is that the book is sealed. But everything and anything that you want to do, there are scriptures. All right, written there concerning that particular thing. The issue is that it is just sealed. So it says, weep not for the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's Jesus has prevailed and he has opened the book. In other words, if you see what is inside the book concerning anything you are going through including your mistakes. If the seal is open, that mistake becomes accurate. In fact, if they open the seal, what you are regretting is the very way to where you get to where you are going. If the seal is opened, there is let's say there is nothing, you know, there's somebody what, what, what friends in school, she was in a fellowship, and she's a big person in ministry today. Big, powerful ministry. One of the biggest ministries in this country. She came to me one day, we were talking, I was president of fellowship, she said, she used to behave somehow, so she now said, um, the problem was, when I was young, my mother's best friend came in, and she said, my mother's best friend said, she just saw her, I said, isn't that the one wanted to abort? And she overheard. So, in her heart, it was like, you know, she was conceived out of wedlock. That's when she realized what was going on. I said she felt bad. I just turned to her. I said, Jesus too was conceived out of wedlock. She looked up and said, look, I'm telling you this. If they remove the seal, God will show you things you can't tell anybody. Because even though it was a mistake in your life, if you say it, you will be legitimizing wrong things. I said what you are weeping about. He says, someone broke my heart, he went away. If he removes the seal, you will see the figure in the Bible, and you will know that a demon just left your life. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying here? He says, Weep not, which means anything you're crying about is ignorance. If the thing there is sealed, if they remove that, I mean, look at David. I mean, that's, like you, that's why, you know, look, nobody's lying, but nobody's lying, no. But nobody says the truth, the, the secret to their success totally, but they're not lying. But it's not the whole truth. <laughs> not that they're lying. Nobody comes to say they lying. Because there are some parts that you may just delete. Because if you say it, all right, it may take away something from you. Are, are you following? saying? It? Everything. I mean, David, nobody has done this. Adultery, murder. Adultery, murder. You committed adultery. Then you killed again. Then God judged you, the child died. Under normal circumstances. If anybody comes to meet anybody for cancelling. The first thing is tell that woman to be going and you go this way. The seal must have been opened to David. David went straight back and conceived another child. After where they just judged, remove Solomon from David's life. Who will have been king after him? Who? Adonijah? Absalom? Out of negative darkness, God brought light. Uh, someone came to me I and said, I said, Listen to me. Uh, I think this is on a rebound. Uh, they just broke up. Uh, they, they should have some time to heal. There should be some time to heal. I said, Who sets the time? If you remove the seal, the date God has set is three days and three nights, after which you should be raised. After three days, you are free. <laughs> uh, someone came and said, I said, Look, listen to what I said. I said, hear what the Bible says. It says this if by one man, Adam, sin entered the world. By another man, single. I say if it's one man that hurts, they need another man to heal. So the more the other man doesn't come, the more healing. I hope you get what I'm saying. But it is for a person where the seal has been what? Removed. You can't just hear what I say and I say ah. Pastor God said no. The seal must be what removed. I'm saying when the seal is removed, can't you see how those thoughts create joy? Once it's removed, you will now start seeing things in the Word of God. Your soul begins to delight itself in fatness. You see, you don't. You, with all certainty, you get up and say, and say, look. There is something out there in the name of Jesus I call you forth. So what did he say? So when he says thoughts, those thoughts are not just for it to be thoughts. He says the peace of God that passeth all understanding. It means that these things is beyond all right human understanding. That means this this person is just, you must have seen something. What makes you so peaceful, so calm? and so solid, you've seen some things. And it's that seal that is removed that makes you see those things. Now, what did he say you should do with those things? He says, next verse, he says in, in Philippians 4 here, verse 9, he says, think, in other words, eight. Uh, sorry, he says, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, honest, whatever things are just, or lively, think upon these things. So he said, I want you now, once I've started removing this thing here, I want you to start meditating. Don't look at what I've shown you in the world and then all right, just go. It says, sit with it. Now I want you to show something on meditation here. That's why I'm going today. Alright? Start thinking. Alright? Uh, Don't just pray and think that well I pray and then I entertain all kinds of thoughts and um, Pastor Peter was saying this and you all kinds of thoughts. Thoughts are very powerful in the spiritual realm. Think on these things. I mean, what a thought. In First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 8, it talks about First Corinthians 2, alright? It says, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of Glory. You know God is deep. Listen. Was it God's will for Jesus to die on the cross? Yes. Was it God's will? You don't know. It. Was it God's will that Jesus, from the foundation of what was the Lamb, that I was going to say, was going down? Was the will of God? Listen. Okay. Who effected the killing of Jesus? Oh no, no, no! It says the prince of this world had they known, they would not have done what crucified the lord of glory so when satan was was attacking jesus he was doing it to fulfill what was written i hope you understand what i'm saying so there are times where there's an attack when the sin is removed god says leave it don't rebuke it are are you following what i'm saying Had the prince of this world known, they would not have crucified. In other words, if everybody walked in love towards Jesus, he would have missed God's will for his life. If Judas did not betray Jesus, are you following what I'm saying here? Somebody betrayed you, you are complaining. If the seal is removed, you say, ah, thank God. Without you, I will have remained where I am. Some of you are being thrown out of the boat and you are regretting it because the seal hasn't been removed. If it has been removed, you will know that you are in a place of destiny. Look, you are rejected. Nobody enters destiny without being rejected. And to get into it, you can't be angry at people that are rejected. You have to love them. Are you from saying you can't crucify yourself. Jesus couldn't crucify himself. He needed people to crucify him. So, what will take you to where you're going? You can't do it yourself. People must do it. Are you following what I'm saying? So, he says, it's not a well. Had they known, it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, let's show where that, those stuffs are. But as he's written, I have not seen. He has not heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So there are things he has prepared in that situation. He now says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. So he takes the spirit. Who searches the whole thing? He the deep things of God. For no man knows the things of a man. The what things there in the Greek are the thoughts, all right, of a man, except the spirit of that man, and no man knows the thoughts, except the spirit. So what God is thinking about that situation, you don't know. For example, I could be looking around now, and I could, you, know, you don't know what I'm thinking. Even if I'm preaching, you don't know what is going on. Look, I could be looking around, and I could just see a shirt. And it's the exact color of the shirt. Let's just say this. Let's just assume, I'm just saying this now, that I wore, all right, when I went to right jump many years ago you get what I'm saying Fair and when I sit person, ah, that looks like in my mind I'm preaching oh, but if that thought comes that looks like the color of the shirt and I look and I'm going on oh. there is absolutely no way you can know it's only my spirit that knows that that means when you are in a situation God is thinking some things there is no way you will know except the spirit of God shows you so he comes there And he shows and reveals these things to you. Now, he wants to do something. Are you following me here? We're on the same table here. Right? So he wants to. So he's saying, look, don't just start by saying, you know, eh, look, any movement in your life that is a need, it's not that need God is trying to address. He wants to open a door to kingdom. Are you following me here? Now, you can choose to say, I just want this need met. He says, no problem. But really and truly, what he wants to bring is a kingdom dimension into your life. He told all night, I caught nothing. It's just to get you aware. It wasn't about fish. And if it's just about fish, you'll get the fish, but you'll not be satisfied. If it's just about a job, you'll get the job, but you'll still not be satisfied. It's about the kingdom. And once you get into that kingdom, then these things are added unto you. And then you're good. If God, let's just say, God takes somebody now and says, well, I'm relocating to America. Fine. If God inside wants that person to go and start something in America, let's say ministry in a particular place, and the person gets America, I'm just assuming this, and the person is just enjoying America, they can post anything they want to post on Instagram they will not be satisfied because God has a plan and we need to get into this kind of dimension a friend of mine we were classmates in school from prime went to same kindergarten primary school and secondary school he told me he was into music in his fellowship there is nothing he didn't do to try to get so, it, it wasn't working the way he wanted to work. It was praying. A friend of his just came, or a senior colleague, and said, let's go to Kenya. He's going on a mission. Can you come with me? you play music. He said, as he got to Kenya, he just entered the country, God said to him, I'm bringing you back to this country. Any opportunity they give you to preach, don't preach. Because when you come back and you start the church so that the people here don't say you took their members, don't preach. He heard it. So, he the he told the man, said, Let's he said, no, I'm not preaching. I'm not preaching, I'm not preaching. Well, to cut long story short, he got back, told his wife. said, God, I said, we should go back to Kenya. The day he arrived at Kenya, they didn't have anything. Somebody just walked up to them in the airport and said, are you so-so and so? He said, yes, just pulled out an envelope. Yeah. God told me you'll be coming to this country and you have a work to do. This is it. Well, to cut a long story short, this is not them said all of that. I took up the newspaper one day. In Kenya, they had the two major political people. There was riot and there was going to be fight in Kenya. They asked both of them, who do you will you sit in a room with as the mediator between both of you? It was this Nigerian friend of mine they called. They put it there, a Nigerian mediate. You see, when you are sent, that one is not money, it's kingdom. Let me tell you this story he told me, all right? All uh, right, Let me just go because he came back to me. And I told him one day I invited him to come and speak. So he came and put him in Radinson blue. So I went to see him. I said to him. I told him, I said, I'm going to come and speak. He said, he said, he said, this is what he said. Oh. This is what he said. He said, what date is it? Let me say, he said, 22nd of August. He said, all right, I will be there. I'll be in Nigeria. But I cannot tell you where I'll be in the world and where I'll be friends from. So don't buy me any tickets. But I will be there. He told me, he said, listen, we are friends. I'll be there. But I cannot tell you where I will be on the surface of this earth. So he came in at night, went to the place. So I said, I said, how did you get into this? He said, how did you? He said to me, he said, listen. He said, one day, I said, when the seal is removed, eh? he said, I've been trying to get into United Nations. And when he said he had been trying to get to United Nations to work there, it was possible to go into it to work. It's not that he's from a small family. His father, his father's brother, was one-time minister of external affairs of Nigeria. So, they have contact. His aunt was working in Nigeria. He said he tried, he tried. They couldn't get him. He said, that one day he opened the Bible and he saw Lazarus and the rich man. He says, and they used to bring him to the rich man's house every day. He said, and I was reading. You see, when the seed is removed, he said, he said, and Lazarus died. And he looked next verse and the rich man died. He said, and God told him, the, the rich man's assignment was Lazarus. Once Lazarus was gone, there was no need to be on the earth. He said, you better find your Lazarus before he dies because the day he dies, you are going to. He said, he saw it. Now, this doesn't mean you, him. Do you get what I'm saying? When a seal is removed, it's not for you. You can't. If the seal is removed, I said, a virgin shall conceive. It's not you. It is the person. Do you get what I'm saying here? It is a personal thing. They removed it. He saw it. He now looked at the worst slum in Kenya, which is the worst slum in Africa. And God said to him, that's the place. Go and start the walk there. He said he entered the place. There were drugs, everything. He said it began. Guns. He said, but soon he was sent. He said he began to arrange a thousand. So what had happened was that his aunt, had he had been trying to get to united States, she was saying we've tried we've tried our best there's no way all right so when she heard that he was going to slum she said call him don't go there don't go there look i don't, can't tell your father you have died don't go to the so she called her boss all right it was a caucasian white guy there they had to go and talk to him that was calling finally that one came to see him by the time he came to see him maybe it was about a month he had penetrated the whole thing the man said well, what why are you doing it's all right you can't die he said but this he said you've penetrated all this he said yes he said, what we have been trying to do since we got here, we couldn't. You've done this. He said, would you like to work for the United Nations? <laughs> you can be driving the same car as he, but when you hear that the presidents are calling for him to mediate, something you will know, the AC becomes hot. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Let me tell you this. I haven't said this to you, and we have to get back to the word. The word is prophetic. Listen, the word of God is prophetic. Listen, if you go to God in prayer and tell Him to remove the seal, that word will tell you what is about to happen. Don't joke with the word, oh. Listen, listen. Paul and um, Peter. He said we had a voice from heaven, an audible voice. Now, if, if I come and I tell people uh, I had an audible voice, God told me My, I was able to. Ah, God told God. Told. Well, he said we have a more sure word of prophecy, more certain. He said, "What is it?" He said, "When you open the Bible in your room and light enters, that encounter is more powerful than an external encounter." Listen. If the church doesn't go back to this deception, we enter. Do you know I saw somebody? It was a South, South African pastor. He took hundred thousand members of his congregation to Saudi Arabia. He said God spoke to him that we all should convert because it was an audible voice was heard. And by the time he described the voice he heard, you he will shake. But it wasn't founded on what? On the word of God. Just sitting with the word and it's entering into you. Those are divine encounters. Those, that's the appearance of Christ to you. So let me close. You are with me, huh? Eh? Because I want to take one level. Okay, after I finish, I just dropped my cap. be going. So I, what I've done, I'm, but I want to take one level, notch higher. So you take the word and begin to, what those thoughts there. He says, think about it. So when he shows you. You now start meditating, which means you sit down, so think, and you take it. He shows you the light, because the, the light, He says, take heed as a light that shines in a dark place, until the day what dawns, and it is that, so you, the, that you have light doesn't mean that you have all the light. The path of the just as a light that shineth brighter and brighter. Light can be brighter and brighter and bright there's growth in revelation unto a perfect what day so you may not be at the perfect day but you have some light so take heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the what day dawns now just to call the shop god of time when you take in the word of God, you start meditating. And I, I want people to understand, because when we just say meditation, that we, it goes over people's head. To meditate, you can't meditate without verbalizing what you say. It's not just to think. It's, that's why it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. It, you start in the, in the Western civilization, meditation just means to think upon something. In, in, the, in Jewish people, meditation, the vocal cords start it. That's why he said, this book of the law shall not, what? Depart out of your mouth. You can't meditate if you don't say it. All right? But thou shalt meditate. So, you are saying something to yourself there, what God has shown you, and then you begin to now ponder upon it as you are repeating it. And repeating it, you are pondering upon it. You are imagining what is being said. The purpose is, the purpose of meditation is that you might observe to do? That's the purpose. You might observe to do according to that which is what written. Follow me. I'm about to say because I want to help you. Hmm? Observe to do what to do. So, God comes to meet Joshua and says, "As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you." Look, listen. We're all different. You know, God showed me something once. Unity doesn't mean uniformity. Unity means we all have the same goal, but we are not—we are different. All right, in this whole world, no two people, at least as as I said, there's twins. I won't say look alike. Okay, so God has shown us a God of diversity. All right, it's boring if all of us are the same. Do you get what I'm saying? It's boring. If a minister, all of us are doing the same thing. It's boring. God told Joshua, the way I'm w- w- with Moses, or will I be with you? Of course, when Joshua got to the Jordan, what he just is the way God was with Moses. How did God do it with Moses? Take a rod. First of all, the reason why God told him to take a rod was that he was a shepherd, so he had a rod. You are not a shepherd. You will be looking for what you don't have. Do you understand what I'm saying here? You, listen, can I begin to say something. He says, you cannot... He says, I will say it because I believe this is, it says it is the word of God. He says, but there's nothing in the word of God that contradicts it, so I will say it. The Roman centurion, and God is like this, understood faith from his background. He said to Jesus, I am a man in authority, under authority. I speak. That was how he did it. The way you understand God must come from your own background. Are you following what I'm saying? So here is what I'm saying. You may say I'm wrong, I'm not wrong. You can't, you can't say I'm wrong. I can say it. I'm I believe the son finish and widow used to serve tables. That's why when Jesus said, it's not me to give the bread, she understood that even dogs is from your background. The woman with the issue of blood must have had a business that had to do with clothing. That's why it was easy for her to understand if I would touch the hem of your garment. God walks through your own background. God walks through your culture. Do you get what I'm saying here? God walks through who you are in essence. sense. It doesn't just reveal. So he won't tell you go and look for a rod when when, when you are not a shepherd. Are you following what I'm saying here? So what did he, have? He, he said, I was saying, but by the time he meditated, he saw it. That look the little keys be still. Stillness was what happened. So, he found out. By this time, there were priests. In Moses' time, there were no priests. He says, carry the ark, go in. Now, so when you're meditating, it is to observe. Now, I want to see how you observe. It tells us in Isaiah 42 and verse 20. It says, alright, see many things, but thou observest not opening of the ears for thou what heareth not. So when you observe, there are things you are seeing that suddenly you do what you observe them. This observation here is natural things. I was talking to the pastor yesterday and he was sharing something with me about, and that's how you succeed in ministry, about ministry and he shared that, look, when we get to this point I said he observed something as a pattern, which was a breakthrough idea. I mean, there was a time I was preaching, preaching, preaching. God told me, said listen, he said, listen, look well. He said, every at that time, he said, everybody in ministry that has a growing church, you don't he said that's your problem. He says, have a point of contact with the city outside their Sunday services. I said, What are you saying? He said, Call this, call the church the back then, and I'll tell you what it is. I said, Day star, he said, Success Power on Radio. I said, Christ embassy. He said, listen, they do the night of his on television. I, I said, I said, what? I said, Winner's Chapel. He said, breakthrough. Without a breakthrough meeting, Winner's Chapel will be what it is today. I said, um, uh, redeem Holy Ghost Night. They have a point of contact. He said, my problem with you is you don't give me any point of contact. Then I looked at him He said, now. Then he said, let me teach you something. He said, to get your own point of contact, I said, what? He said, now, go back to your original cell where you're on campus. He said, who is the firstborn? The principal person that broke through first. From that, what you will call yourself. I said, the person is Reverend Christian Eklahman. He said, go and look at what he used. Do the same. That's observation. They can't teach you that one. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, I want to show you. So, listen. There are many things you are seeing. You are just not drawing the conclusion. There are things you are looking at. They are not just drawing the conclusion. Now, in the Greek, there are three words for wisdom. There's sophia, alright? Then there's Phronesis, there's sonesis. Wealth, life, success in life is a product not of sophia, but of Phronesis, which is a certain type of wisdom. Now, that's what I want to take into. Because what we have been saying here is sophia. Now, listen, in Romans chapter 1, it talks about, Pastor okay, I just have five more minutes. All right. Romans chapter 1, it puts it says, The invisible things of God can be clearly seen by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse. Now, it means in creation, there are two types of knowledge. In creation, you can see the invisible things of God. Which means all these laws of physics came from the Logos. Chemistry came from Logos. Mathematics came from Logos. Anything that is a law comes from Logos. You see, there's that knowledge that is in creation. You don't need to be born again to know it. I'm trying to explain why the world, you may say, they discover things. You don't need to be born again. If you set your mind solely to the search of that knowledge, you'll find it. If you dedicate yourself solely that a scientist does nothing else but sits down in that lab, they'll get it. But there's redemptive knowledge. That's the one that is hidden in Christ. There is no human search of the soul. You can find that thing. It is sealed. Are you following what I'm saying? But for you to be successful in life, you need both to marry themselves. Do you get what I'm saying here? So, if you unseal it, but the person just knows inside their mind, a nose. Anointing. 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 Huh? Anointing. I want to show you what Paul gives us. Anointing. What's prosperity? How do you prosper? Uh, uh, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down God. So you are waiting for someone to give. You will wait. Tired. Now, I want to show you what Paul said. Now, when you are meditating, you will observe. Look at what he says here. In Psalm 119, verse 99, he says, I have more understanding than all my words, teachers, because I'm, your testimonies are my word meditation. Now, once I'm meditating, my ability to observe, that keenness is heightened. So, when you expose me to teachers, I will even have more understanding than them. But I need to be exposed to teachers to be able to understand more than them. Do you get what we're saying here? If I'm not exposed, that's if Jesus did not go and listen to the Pharisees who were not accurate, but if he didn't get their knowledge, Jesus will have had nothing. So if you're meditating on it, your ability to observe is there. So when they give you law, and you are a lawyer? You will see how that case should be done better than. But you need to be exposed to it. Are you following what I'm saying? You can't be a, you can't just wake up and say, I have redemptive knowledge of Christ. The, this is what has happened to John. The Holy Ghost was telling me, I know all things. Oh yeah, go and operate. But the issue is, if you're meditating there, alright, you can be there. They're teaching you something in medicine and you're looking at it. And then you just look at it and say, ah, there's another way around this thing. I have a friend. From school. They discovered the third largest deposit of oil in the world almost five years ago. He said, pastor, he, said, my father, he says I'm an architect. My father used to work in Shell, so I used to help them. He said, somebody just came, one of my partners, and looked at the flow of oil in Nigeria and said, there's a problem here. Oil cannot be here and here without oil being here. He just looked at it. He wasn't a, he said, he doesn't, he said, look, I understand science. Something is wrong here. They went to get to a geologist. He looked at it. He said, I think what this guy is saying is correct. He said, let's go and buy. He said, let us go and buy. People, they had already given blocks to those people. They went to meet the person. He said, he said I've had this block since the days of Babangida. He said, buy for me." They bought it. He said, there's nothing. They said, buy. They bought it. They got investors. They said, treaty. They hit the third largest deposit. Of course, the man that owned the thing came back quickly. That bring but they saw it. Do you get what I'm saying here? Listen, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You can be anointed, but the method of selling records in the world, you must know it. Or else you'll be singing in the spirit, but you won't sell anything. See, now, when you see it, then you read your Bible, you see it again. That what they are doing actually is in the Bible. Let me give an example. I heard somebody say this. Advertising means, I am here. I am here. Marketing means, I know you are there. You get what I'm saying? Advertising means, we are here. Marketing means, I know you are there. So, singing All kinds of songs. Means I can sing. Marketing means I have sung a song that when you are in trouble, you listen to. And you know this person understands how I feel. It is marketing that makes you. You know, after I understood it, then I looked at the Bible. Then I saw, this is what Jesus was saying. He says, A good shepherd calls his sheep by name. In other words, when it goes out, you will, the person will feel that this person knows me. Do you get what I'm saying? I had an artist in church. He finished his drawing, painted it. Said this deep. I looked at it, he explained it to me. I told him, I said, listen to me. It's not you that wants to buy it. We must understand it. You have had to sit us down and be explaining and explaining and explaining. Buy it yourself. <laughs> listen. You can't be saying that, you know, you want to sing a song. Ah, I just feel strongly about that song. It's not you that should feel strongly. That one, keep it for yourself. When you sing it there, feel strongly. <laughs> or else, what will happen is, and you get offended. Somebody just comes and says, Pa, ola, pa, pa. We, you will make it, make it, make it. And then you say, Ah, how can this person sell it? But you are, oh, oh. oh. Are you following what I'm saying here? You need to meditate on God's word, then expose yourself to data. Do you get what I'm saying here? Now, because you're meditating, and then you expose yourself to data, you get it. Let me just close by saying this here. You know, Nebuchadnezzar, I went to check it. Just normal information. And they said Nebuchadnezzar was the most successful of all the kings in the Babylonian Empire. One of the most powerful in it. Now, God says he raised Nebuchadnezzar. I hope you know. You know Daniel chapter 4 was written by Nebuchadnezzar. You don't know. Put up Daniel chapter 4 verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar wrote wrote it. That's where Paul got his inspiration from. You don't believe. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, unto all people and nations, he wrote it now. And languages that dwell on the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. Isn't that how Paul writes? To this is where he goes. Now, look at the next verse here. I thought it good to show you the signs and wonders that the high God wrought towards me. Is Nebuchadnezzar? Uh, oh, you didn't know it's Nebuchadnezzar? <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar is a peace to to the world. What God wrote? Nebuchadnezzar. That was putting idol. He said, "Let me tell you, I've learned from God." Pentecostals, we think that we have a corner on God. It's only us God talks to inside our church. Oh boy, oh boy, God doesn't need permission from you to talk to anybody. Yeah. Are you following what I'm saying? I never say me. Now, here is the point I want to bring here. This is what Paulja. He said that when you know he was thrown away for seven years, he was with the beast. He said, when I began to thank God and praise him, he says, says, the kingdom will depart until you know the most high reigns. So he said, I looked up to heaven and began. He said, my reasoning returned to me and my understanding. In other words, there was a reasoning that made him build the kingdom that way. His problem was that he thought he was the originator of it. But it didn't just happen by fluke. In other words, there's a reasoning that makes a company that big. There's a reasoning that makes you build something that will last three hundred years. There is an understanding. Now, I want to show you what he did. All right, go to Daniel chapter one when he was, when they began to recruit. All right, and God also said, "Listen," he said, "How you recruit determines how far you go." Look how he says. He says. We went to look for people of skill. Children with skill. No. All right. Children with skill understanding that they may teach them the language of the Chaldeans. All right. You will see the criteria that he used. Okay. Aha. Children. No. Go to verse 3. It says And the king spoke unto, all right, Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel. This is the same thing you are doing. They are doing with immigrants. Go and bring certain of the Africans. Not everybody. They don't give him visa to everybody. Certain. Do you get what I'm saying? Here, this how you build. That is what America understood. That's what America understood. It's the same thing here. All right. It says that they should bring certain of children there, and of the king's seed, and of the princes. Next. Children in whom was no blemish, well-favored, and skillful, in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding sight, and such as had the ability in them to stand before the king, whom they may now do what? Teach. The learning, which means we'll teach them our culture. We'll tap into that thing and teach them. It is in that thing they showed that they had ten times more understanding. But they had to subject themselves to be what? taught. I, you get what I'm saying? Whether you like it or not, this is what I know. And I'll close it. The whole of the music industry of Nigeria. You see all the Afro beats they are playing all over the world. The origin of it is church. Listen to what I'm saying. I have, you can go on Netflix, they say, there's a, because I may. You, me, I I watch everything. Okay. Some people it's only anointed books they read. I read everything. Because I want to expose the Holy Ghost to me to the data. So I can interpret. Are you from saying? That? I recorded it for church where I said to them one of the guys who started it and one of the biggest producers, if I call his name, that one, I won't call, but you know you all know him. This is how the guy was talking. He said, it was in London, when they were in London, he said, you know, I didn't grow up in church, so I don't know music. He, this is his conclusion. All the people that know music in the industry is from the church They got it. That's what he was saying. He said, I didn't grow up. He said, I know how to do papa. but the people that can play the thing, he said, is church. Two people in the documentary said, Church. Some of you people that serve in church, I see Christians saying, they don't give us anything. They don't give us money. It's not money You know why? You know why? You know why? The music industry is coming from church? Because it's only church that will leave equipment like this. They're not paying for any session. You're just coming. You can be here now for four hours. Going to the world, who will give you that kind of chance? You are developing skills. I was in my cutting my hair, my baba. I opened my eyes. The you know what I'm saying. Biggest Afrobeat from the Afrobeat family in Nigeria. I just saw the people fan are fail. I said, wait, He said what's the problem? I said, Isn't this our church people? They were doing fa, 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 fun, fun. <laughs> the only place they can get it is what? Church. Are you following what I'm saying? Read your Bible, then shine your eyes. That's the message I brought. Eh? That you are meditating on the word of God so that you can do what? See. But you can't just be talking the Greek. You must do what? See. And when you see, you discover things that they don't know. So in their game, you are beating them. Not that you say, this is the world, this is the church, this is the world. I just say you that Nebuchadnezzar said, peace be multiplied unto you. That's where Paul started saying grace and peace. Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> barely did, was the first person to say it. So when Daniel was in with Nebuchadnezzar, he was in God's kingdom. When Nebuchadnezzar put an idol, God was there. Do you get what I'm saying here? If it is us, we will have resigned. That's what the church doesn't know. Once they are coming to the office, can you imagine? There's an idol in front of the office. Resign. Resign. What flows from the head flows down. What rubbish do you find that one? But they will resign. We are out of all the strategic places. Satan has provoked us out. You get into somewhere, it provoke you. I've resigned. I've resigned. I've resigned. I've resigned. What are you? Entrepreneur. (laughs) Let me close at that point. Father, in the name of Jesus...